Welcome to Colorful Anime, where we talk about anime from a colorful perspective. I'm your host, Lance. Just me. Just me in my home. So your office stuff all over the place. Because my friends are not feeling well. And so I'm here as your host to close out the year. First, I wanted to start off with this YouTube comment from our last video from Corey Coleman. Shout out to you, Corey Coleman. Just found and subscribed to y'all channel today. Loved you guys' review and take on this show. Talking about Cowboy Bebop, uh, the live action. You had the same feelings I did. I stopped watching at the beginning of episode six when they had Vicious say uh, Moshi Moshi on the phone. And they gave us Lupin the Third in Bebop attire. Also, love the shout out to the goats. It's a Gundam in Mother's Basement, which is funny since those don't really like uh, each other. What you were saying, laugh face. They say uh, they say taking they stay taking slide shots. It's great though. Keep grinding, y'all, and best hopes and wishes to y'all. Now I'm gonna go watch your other videos. Thank you very much, Corey, bro. I appreciate you. Hope it's bro. I appreciate you. See, the whole thing about It's a Gundam and Mother's Basement, because I like both of them personally, but I think the fact that our host, us, me, and Chris, and all of us, we watch similar things, but we don't have the same exact take on all the different animes and all the different things that are going on, which is kind of why I like the conversations that happen when we're together is why they are um, entertaining because we have different perspectives, which is really dope. But man, I appreciate you for checking us out. Stay subscribed, stay binge all our old videos where you get all this nonsensical conversations. Appreciate you, man. If you have not subscribed to our YouTube channel, please and I'll talk about this later in the show too, please do so. If you're interested and if you like what you see, if it brings you laughter, or if you if it challenges how you think a little bit, or if you feel like you're a part of the crew who is having a conversation every single um, uh, Monday when it comes out, subscribe. Go ahead. You're a part. You're a part of what's going on here. I got Christmas stuff in the background. This don't look... Ew, whatever. We doing this. Um, so part of my Christmas stuff all in the background that's sitting over here. Gifts, my notes, and all that sort of stuff. Um, we are going to be talking about... Uh, I want to talk about Mustafa. On that note, as we're talking about the comment from the Cowboy Bebop video. I want to talk about Mustafa Shakir's reaction to the cancellation. He had a very interesting comment that I wanted to address and kind of talk more about Cowboy Bebop. We talk about that a lot here, but that's because we were under the impression that it was going to be okay and it ended up being not okay. Um, so let's look this up. Actually, let me change this. Dude, this look weird. All right, there we go. This look better. Probably I'll look different to y'all. All right. Let's read this. So this is Mustafa Shakir. I want to say this is on Twitter. And mind you, Mustafa Shakir is one of my favorite actors on the actual show. We didn't we didn't really like the show as a cast. Uh, 
um, as a as our, our whole podcast. I didn't really feel a show like that. But the one thing we mostly like, or at least especially me, was the act. Uh, Mustafa Shakir's acting. Um, so let's read this. He said, uh, "What a cool opportunity, right? I got to play Jet Black. I'll never not be him, so to speak. That's badass to me." Netflix went balls to the wall for us in order to get it done. That really looked out for us when it hit the fan. But at the end of the day, business is business. And this was a big ship that needed a lot of fuel. Maybe the haters and the critics got us. Maybe it wasn't as good as we thought. All I know is we got it done under the craziest conditions. And I'm proud of what we did. Thank you for dreaming with us. See you, space. Cowboys. I thought this was an interesting comment because mostly in our reaction to this that we did, if you haven't seen that episode, uh, go please feel free to go watch our pod on that episode. It We talk about the writing, we talk about the, um, the storyline kind of being all over the place compared to the real one. And we never actually really talked so much about the acting because most people who are watching, most people are like us who nerd out about this kind of stuff, who nerd out about anime. We can understand that there is a such thing as a story and there's a such thing as actors who kind of carry out that story, who kind of live out that story and make it come to real life. And we don't really mix the two. I'm not going to get nobody no flack for doing the best you could, like he said, under the craziest conditions. I'm proud of you for that, too. I think that that's honorable. We don't, you know, most of the time it's not about how great the acting is if the story is compelling. So I do, so I want to go, I want, I'll hit to pick this apart. I'm a, I'm a fan of Mustafa Shakir for real, but I wanted to talk about this. Uh, one of the things he said in here, maybe the haters and the critics got us. Maybe it wasn't as good as we thought. This show here, this show here is some of the best piece of cinema you will ever find anywhere, period. And we've said that on our other show. But I wanted to say that because when Mustafa is making a statement here, Maybe the haters and the critics got us. It's almost as if they feel like the criticism isn't warranted, right? It's almost as if we did what we did and y'all should just be cool with it no matter what. And that's just not how art works. We understand that art, and, and as an artist myself... We understand that artists can take art can take on different forms. It can be perceived in many different ways. But what I don't think is cool is minimizing the reactions of people to uh, people's uh, or minimizing people's reaction to that art if it's in a majority. Uh, uh, when a majority kind of has, a, it's, it's almost objective uh, to say, "Hey, this isn't as good as." Maybe you wanted it to be. Maybe it isn't as good as... Now, mind you, so as far as he goes, 
I, you know, I'm careful on that word haters. You know, it's people that care about this. It's people that own the whole complete series on Blu-ray. It's people that have all sorts of connections and ties. And we talk about this in our episode about what the actual story gets at, how it gets at the pain, and how it gets at just kind of like the suckiness of life. And, and this crew happen to be together because they ain't got nowhere else to go, right? So... I just think, and I and I know there were a couple of the actors and actresses on the show that spoke to this and stuff like that. Y'all gotta stop saying that the audience got it wrong. We were right because we did it and we acted it, and we got to or acted it out, and we per, we thought that we did the best we could do. Look, I'm okay with you have putting your best foot forward. But please, for the sake of the people that support the show and the sake of the fans, take time to listen. Take time to maybe figure out, oh, this probably isn't that good. Let's figure out what happened. And maybe that might be some soul searching. And maybe that might be from the people that created it. To Now, mind you, Netflix does have a short turnaround. They have this thing where they're like, yo, if this ain't good in a month, if, it don't, if, people, if we drop this and then like three, and this was three weeks, three weeks, if we if it ain't where it need to be, gone. I don't want nothing to do with it. And that's that ain't gonna lie, that's a little harsh. But this isn't necessarily solely this isn't like the show got a lot of good reception, Cowboy Bebop got a lot of good reception, and then Netflix canceled it, then it would have been kind of wonky. So yeah, just just be careful there. Uh other thing I want to talk about, Rayleigh Scott. Really, Scott is sick of y'all. He don't want nothing to do with y'all. He's he own one. He don't want nothing to do with millennials. He don't want nothing to do with anybody that that like movies now and that own smartphones. Let me be a little more specific. So he dropped the last duel, um, and also you know back in the day, Blade Runner, but he dropped the last duel, uh, and. <laughs> He felt some sort of way. Uh, uh, so in, during this interview, he told the journalists to go F themselves. Let me use a little more context, too. So he... More context to that. When he was kind of being questioned about, you know, what's going on. So he said, um, I think what it boils down to... What we got today are the audience who were bought up on these effing cell phones, the millennials, who do not ever want to be taught anything unless you told it on the cell phone. And then he goes on to say, this is a broad stroke, but I think we're dealing with it right now with Facebook. This is a misdirection that has happened where it's given the wrong kind of confidence to the latest generation, I think. And so the director is telling him, uh, it's very realistic. It's a very realistic film. It looks more realistic than the Kingdom of Heaven or Robin Hood if you're talking about even this simple comment. In that comment, he told, Sir, F you, F you, thank you very much, F you, go F yourself, sir, go on. So it's, look, man, we talked about this in another episode, but. I I got to say, man, you got to be able to take criticism. You got to be able to take criticism for your art. 
if you made a classic, that's dope. You made this dude named uh, did Blade Runner. This dude did a, a bunch of other classic movies as well. Um, people do change. Times do change. Cultures do change. And the so-called millennials who grew up on their phones and all that sort of stuff, and the and the and, and the uh, uh, Gen Z who is addicted to TikTok, they are responsible for putting money in a new market. This is how this works. I don't understand why people who make art and people who make movies and directors feel like if you don't adhere to what used to be and what I like, then you, you as an audience are completely worthless or you're complete idiots, a complete nincompoops. I think that it's a dangerous way to approach an audience. You know, do you want, like, look, man, I get these people as wildly successful and they don't need our money. They don't need uh, the millennials' money. They don't need Gen Z money. But people like Ridley Scott who do it for the, you know, I would say the honor, the glory, you still need, if you're going to be putting out movies, people aren't just going to magically shift how they perceive art. You have to meet people in the middle. And I don't know what that looks like. I'm just being idealistic. But look, man, you can have your own opinion on, you know, millennials. But (laughs) oddly enough, really, Scott, you know, going off on, also went off on Marvel movies. While it looks like Spider-Man, Noah Helm is going to be one of the biggest movies this year, which is... And that's not fair to compare the two between that and the last duel, but it's just it goes to show you that the consumers, the, or as um, my terrible customer service job, the customer's always right, and you gotta gotta figure out how you gonna get to the customer or what are you getting wrong. Uh, speaking of Spider Spider Man No Way Home, I love to know in the comments: Are you going to go watch the movie? Have you watched it? Don't spoil it. Please don't spoil it. Um, it's still fresh. I'm going to see it this coming week. And I am looking forward to it. People are telling me that this is near perfect. That it is almost nothing wrong with this movie. We know we in a couple episodes we talked about all the different theories about what can happen and what um, could be. But I'm excited to see what may happen with the movie. Last but not, but not least... I want to thank y'all, everybody who's listening, everybody who's watching, for supporting, for being there, for, you know, we started this year off, so we've, we've, this podcast has existed for about two plus years, and we started this year off with a lot of lofty goals, and one of them was getting 100 subscribers on YouTube. And I didn't know what that was going to look like. We didn't know uh, what was going to what it was going to take. But we knew it was, it was going to take being consistent. We knew it was going to take support from people who rock with us. And this is one of those, you know, one of those things we get to be thankful for because you know, going on at the at the end of the year, we we didn't reach. Oops, I'm always doing this. 
whenever I need to give important information, I don't have it on my screen. But uh, we had, uh, going on at the end of the year, we had 93 subscribers, just seven short of our goal. That is super dope. It took, it took, you know, us showing up every week. It took y'all showing up every week. And we, we thankful. And obviously, if you're not subscribed, go ahead and hit that subscribe button because we haven't quite hit our goal. But it lets us know that it's other people that want to hear what's going on. It's other people that want a different perspective. When I started this podcast, I kind of wanted to be able to nerd out, but I kind of wanted to not have the same typical conversations about who's more powerful and who's which anime is better than which anime. We can talk about that stuff. That's all good. But the thing about these conversations that we get to dig a little bit deeper than what's on the surface. And we get to allow space for um, nerds, blurs, black nerds, folks who... Uh, or people of color who resonate with what's going on here and their conversations look a little untraditional, so to speak, and they don't have the same kind of outlook as everybody else. And they may be that one person in a family that uh, sounds and likes things that are completely different from everybody else. And we're here to say, yo, it's cool. It's dope. We love it. You you can be a part. You can be a part of this community. You know, we're trying to Next year, plan a bunch of hangouts. Uh, I think we're planning to go to DreamCon and let us know in the comments too, or if you go on to DreamCon, because we love to be able to keep y'all posted on, you know, a hangout that we're trying to plan there. We're trying to plan. We're located in Wisconsin, and so we're trying to start some hangouts in in cities and places near us. You know, just meet up and chop it up, and maybe do a live pod or something like that. I think that would be really dope and have y'all involved and we wouldn't be here without y'all we 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 almost going to the end of the year and letting you know we care and we thank you so much and we appreciate everybody that's clicking in everybody that's liking everybody that's watching it you know and especially folks that's watching it past 10 minutes we appreciate it because that's when it gets to crack it um and we have a lot of uh, uh, perspective to share on stuff to come and I'll we might pop back up or I might pop back up to talk about my reaction to Spider-Man that way home follow us on YouTube like our Facebook page uh, hop in our Facebook group we also got a discord as well that'll be in the link in our description um, and also yeah hop on our TikTok and as always y'all know the slogan stay colorful peace